I'm Paul Groom, and this is Steve Ashley, and this is Spirit Chat, where we talk about the Holy Spirit's power in ordinary people's lives. Hi, welcome to our fifth edition of Spirit Chat. Today, Steve and I are here, and we are going to interview Lindsay Blacker, who's in Haiti doing good work, and... uh, We're interviewing her over WhatsApp chat, so hopefully the quality will be okay. Uh, And if it's not our usual standard, hopefully at least you'll be able to hear it okay. So uh, here we go. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Steve. Hi, Paul. Right, so Lindsay, um, you know what we're doing on Spirit Chat. You know we're talking about the Holy Spirit in ordinary people's lives. Tell us how you became a Christian. Um, when I gave my life to the Lord in 1985 and I was 20 years old and, uh, I, I was in a church. I went to visit a church. Someone from work invited me to, um, visit their church. And it was when the pastor was speaking and I felt like everything he was saying was answering every question that I had in my head. So every time I had a question, it was answered. And then I suddenly thought, okay, this is totally not normal. Um, At the time, I didn't recognize it as the Holy Spirit, but obviously realized later that the Holy Spirit was totally communicating with me all through that meeting, pretty much one-on-one. So that's when you first sensed the Holy Spirit uh, calling you, Lindsay. Yes. So, Lindsay, after that, when did you first see the Holy Spirit moving? <laughs> um, I think I saw a really random miracle first that totally was very personal. So that totally blew my brain. I, I had a company car and I was very, very broke. And somebody came to borrow my car in the office in Zimbabwe, where I was born and raised. And um, I said, well, you better drive the car straight to the gas station because there's no gas in it. And they took the car. And I had been praying all morning that, that God would help me with money and that I'd have gas. Anyway, they took my car to the gas station, came back and said, your car is full. And I'd been praying that the Lord would give me gas, which is a really silly prayer because I feel like you should be praying for more important things. But anyway, they took my car to the gas station and they came back and said, no, your car is totally full of gas. And so I was like, okay, that's super weird. But the first time I experienced God speak to me about healing and the Holy Spirit was uh, my mum was excited that I'd got become a Christian, but she was also a little bit, um, a wary of it all and w- making sure I wasn't sort of hooked into some complete nutters. Yep. And um, she invited me to a house group. And I remember standing there and we were praying for people um, and praying for each other. And I started to see things and I saw this guy's sort of stomach. And then I got this terrible pain in my stomach, like I had wind. And I thought I had wind. <laughs> And then I didn't know what to do. I was a little bit embarrassed. And then I thought, oh, maybe maybe I saw the picture of the stomach. Maybe this is something. 
And I said to him, do you have a problem with your stomach? And he did. And I just burst out laughing because I thought this was great fun and just prayed. I didn't even know what I prayed. Probably very silly because I didn't know, you know, probably silly, but probably the best prayer ever. Because nobody (laughs) taught me how to pray at that stage. (laughs) Yep. There you go. So, and this guy got totally healed and it was hysterical. I just always thought it was really funny because it was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that that's great. Um, so that's words of knowledge. When you get words of knowledge uh, now, Lindsay, do you, do you tend to feel them or see them? Yeah, a bit of both. And then, you know, as, a, as Christians, you go through phases and in and out of seasons where you know, your flesh kicks in and you get quite proud of the gift that God's given you. And I remember um, at a John Wimber conference, we were part of the ministry team, and my girlfriend had prayed for someone who had terrible X-Men. She was totally healed. And I really wanted to see that. I wanted to see something visual. I've always wanted to see blind eyes open. I wanted to, I've always wanted to visualize and see things. And so this... A uh, lady has covered in eczema, but the Lord told me to pray for someone else, but I didn't want to because I wanted to pray for the girl who had eczema. So I started praying for this poor girl who had eczema, and the Holy Spirit was definitely not doing what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. And then I went over and prayed for this old lady, and I wasn't really listening or being very loving, or it was terrible <laughs> in hindsight, you know, very humbling for me. Um, and I started, she, firstly, she said she had a pain in her leg. So I started praying for her. I wasn't really bothered. And there was about, there was absolutely no compassion in my heart. And after a while, I said to her, you know, has, uh, are you feeling anything? And she said, no, you're praying for the wrong leg. <laughs> so I was so humiliated. And I just felt the Lord say, you need to stop. And I was like, okay, that was a real red flag for me. So I burst into tears because I felt really bad that I was a little bit all about myself and not about this poor woman who was really, really come to the Lord very humbly because she was needing healing. And so I prayed for her leg and then she looked at me. Her friend said, well, why don't you ask her to pray for your hearing? And she had two hearing aids and I thought, oh, no, that's dreadful. (laughs) I had no faith for that. And I was just so hum. I, at this point, I'd been, I was in the middle of being very disciplined by the Lord, and He said to me, "Put your fingers in her ears." And I was like, "Okay." And then I said, "Now, what do I do, Lord? What do I pray?" I was so humiliated and so embarrassed and so ashamed of myself, and just it was. I, I think I was having more ministry than she was actually. And the Lord said, "Count to ten. So I counted to 10 and he said, count to 20 and I counted 20. Anyway, this went on and on. I counted to 80 and I was so busy being diligent and just obeying the Lord. The fear of the Lord was making me shake. (laughs) And uh, then suddenly this woman screamed and I thought, oh no, I put pressure on her ear and now something terrible. And she totally received healing. It was totally healed. And I just burst into tears and laughed again because it had absolutely nothing to do with me. (laughs) It was amazing. And and I think it's just always been a bit like that, where the more I'm tuned into the fact that 
you know, the more you tune into him and get his compassion for people, it's like, and you get hungry to watch him do something and you really care and really love and really feel. And then you see the Lord touch people really powerfully. Yeah. That's great, Lindsay. Um, Steve, do you want to ask a question? Absolutely. Yeah, Lindsay, so when you're praying for people, is it more like what you're seeing the Father doing as, you, as you're praying? Oh, my gosh, totally. It's like the times I've seen the Lord move more powerfully is when I am probably, you know, when I'm so aware of my own humanity and so humbled by, you know, who I really am and how incredibly gracious he is. And it's like he just totally fills me. I'm very aware of myself. I'm very aware of my sin. I'm very, I'm totally full of holes. And anyone who knows me will agree with that. <laughs> you know, I there, but for the grace of God, go I. <laughs> On all levels. Um, but yes, no, just the more, you know, and I think the older I get, I mean, I've been walking with the Lord for quite a few years now. And you do get bored of yourself. Yes, I know. And you get more and more hungry to see him move. Because when you see him change people's lives, it's just, it's so amazing when you see your friends, just their lives just are totally transformed. And, you know, when you've been praying for them and crying out to God for them and you see them suffer and, and then you start seeing God do stuff, it's just, it's just the best thing ever. I mean, how could you want anything else, you know? Yeah, isn't it great when God surprises us? So, Lindsay, you know, we believe in the power of testimony. We've done a podcast on it, and we believe as people listen to the testimonies, they can claim those healings for themselves. It's a, it's a, an invitation for God to do it again. Um, so give us another healing testimony. Um, I remember um, at, a, at a little, like, house group prayer group we had in London – and this very tall, slender girl came, and she was very nervous to be there. Um, and we were praying for her, and she had a backache. And I said, you know, is your, are your legs different lengths? And she, we all watched her leg grow out. That was super cool. I don't know if, any, if people who are listening have ever seen that, but it's just and, – and it was interesting because on this particular occasion, there was quite a few quite um, academic people there. And I'm not particularly leaning on that way, but um, they were very sort of judgmental about what was going on. And this work, this girl's leg actually grew longer than the other one and then went back and measured up. <laughs> so that was funny. Isn't it great when God does that, especially when people are watching? It is. Yes. Always keep your eyes open, I say. That's what we say. Lindsay, do you think God would use anyone or do you do you need to be somebody special no i uh, i i feel like i i feel like absolutely i feel like you know when god used the donkey to talk you know i feel like it's, it's really we i always love that um john john wimber always said and i do love i did love john wimber and being part of the vineyard church and it's you know, John would always say, you know, you have a pulse, you're qualified. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah, it's important, isn't it, that we're we're hungry for, for God, not just the supernatural. Yes, 
great hunger. Um, often quite, I often some frustration too. I remember at that particular vineyard conference that I mentioned earlier, I I was very hungry to see people get healed. Um, I was very hungry to see more. I, I wanted to see it, and I was very jealous, in a good way, of John Wimber's ministry and watching him minister. And I prayed for this girl. She was terribly ill, and nothing happened. That she was, you know, it was like praying for someone cold almost. Um, and I, she said, "Oh, it's all right. I have an appointment with John Wimber at three o'clock." I was furious. So I went to where he was praying for people around that time. And I thought, I'm going to wait. And I waited outside for ages, about five o'clock. And John came out with some people. And I said, I'm so sorry to just abruptly bump into you. But I I'm just need to ask a question because I'm really annoyed. And he looked at me with this big, loving, papa smile, you know, as he always did. And he said, talk to me. And I said, well, I prayed for this girl this morning and God didn't heal her. And I was very annoyed because she told me she had an appointment with you. And if you just laid hands on her and prayed for her and she got healed, then I will be really annoyed. <laughs> and he laughed his head off and he put his hand on me and he said, oh, my goodness, here, you can have everything God's ever given me. And I fell on the floor. I don't know how long I was down there for. Wow. <laughs> And it, that it was really sweet. I was like, because I was very irritated in at that season that you have all these people on the platform like Paul Kane and John Wimber and Blaine Cook and these amazing people who had these great gifts. And you watched it, and I would be like, okay, I need, I need, to, I need to know what you're hearing and what you're seeing, and how do you know this, and how do you know that, and you know. So I've always been very hungry to know. So, Lindsay, we, we need to talk about Haiti. Um, you're there at the moment. I am. <laughs> Tell us a, a bit about what's going on there. Um, it's been amazing. Um, I, we've, I've seen things here that most people wouldn't want to see. Um, you, ha- you have to remember you're in a third world country where there's very little medicine. Um, so... You see cancers and you see flesh in a very different way than you see in a first world country because the flesh of people in the first world country never gets to a point where it deteriorates and practically rots like it does. So you go into the hospital and, I mean, I've seen wounds. You read about things like this in history books with sort of... um, David Livingston and you know back in the day but um you know literally wounds with maggots it's quite you know real um and so just praying for people and you know just quite often I feel there's a strong connection a strong voodoo connection quite often the Lord will show me in a picture that someone's been with a voodoo person and and he'll sometimes show me the item that the voodoo person gave them or something they drank. Now, I was born and raised in Zimbabwe, and the gentleman who raised me as a child was actually a witch doctor. So I can remember him giving me mooties to drink, these things he would boil and all this sort of thing. And 
as a Christian, there was a season in my life when I received some prayer and it was very intense, shall we say, and quite physical um, because it's very real. Um, so there's times when I have prayed for people here and sort of very, just in a very calm way without sort of hype and people jumping around, just prayed against that the Lord would just, you know, bind and break all that stuff. And seeing people really set free and really healed. There was one time when I was in the hospital with some people and I left the next day, went back to the States. And the next time I came, it was about six months later, everyone was, I went to visit the hospital and there was great excitement and one, one of the nurses chatting away and my interpreter and she said, oh yes, she said, because the last time you came and prayed, the next day, lots of people got up and left. <laughs> so it's like, but I, I had no clue about it till then. So we all laughed and giggled and carried on praying. <laughs> so Lindsay, have you prayed for people there that are close to the point of death? Oh yes, oh yes. I mean, there was an incident the last time I was here, and I think I think the child had typhoid. I'm not sure typhoid or cholera, but she was. She was on her way out. That was very obvious. And I just had huge compassion and prayed for her. But I remember thinking, and she was from an area called Zitois, which there is quite a very spiritual influence there. And then I actually visited Zitois the next day. Um, and this lady was jumping up and down in front of me and all getting super excited. And, you know, that, that does happen sometimes. So I was sort of you know what she gets I needed an interpreter I'm being really bad at learning the language unfortunately but um and apparently they they kept saying to me don't you recognize her and I said no I don't and she said this is the mother and the little girl who you prayed for in the hospital last night (laughs) and there she was you know just bouncing up and down and super excited that was amazing really encouraging that's fantastic yeah tell tell us us more. more And then um, there was a gentleman who had prostate cancer uh, in the slum, and we went and laid hands on him a lot and prayed for him. Uh, Jez and I prayed for him a lot together. We were here together on one trip and prayed for him. Went and sat. In. He had a bed outside, literally in the slum, and they had found a net and hung it over him. But, I mean, just the battle with flies and mosquitoes, it was awful. And... Um, so there was a few times on that visit that Jez and I went and sat by his bedside and prayed for him. And apparently uh, we found out afterwards that a lady went to the local church and was really excited and gave this testimony that his cancer and the tumor had totally shriveled up. And then unfortunately he did die, but before he died, there was this huge wave of hope and, you know, excitement. And, you know, that was really, to God be the glory. So thanks, Lindsay. Um, great stories. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to speak to us. No, it's really fun to actually remind myself of all those stories, actually, because I've had a really dreadful day. <laughs> thanks, Lindsay. We just pray that you'll see more breakthrough and more signs and wonders. Love you. Oh, no, I love you. Thank you, Steve. I love what you guys are doing. I look forward to hearing your... I've got no Wi-Fi here, or very little. 
but when I get home, I did. I I love listening to you. I listened to quite a few on the trot last time. Yep. And I just love the way you guys back and forth and chit and chat with each other. It's really fun. I really like it. Joy, it's like, it's a fun thing you're doing. It's great. Love you guys. Yep. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Bye. Bye, Lindsay. Love to you and your team. Well, that was fun, Steve. It was. It was a bit of a technical challenge, but we got there in the end. It anyway, worth it. It certainly was. It was fun to do. Um, anyway, so that's the end of this episode. But please uh, send us any stories or any testimonies, or, or if you've got any questions, to our... Spiritchat at mail.com. Spiritchat at mail.com. That's the one. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. So I hope you are encouraged to pursue the Holy Spirit and His power. And if you would like us to discuss any aspects of God's power, or you've got questions, encouragements, or perhaps stories of what God's doing in your life, then please email us on spiritchat at mail.com. That's spiritchat, all one word, at mail.com. Thanks for listening.